Welcome back to Dial H for Heroclix. This is episode 228. I'm your host, Chris Britton, so let's go! Dial H for Heroclix is brought to you by CoolStuffInc.com, where you can find cool stuff in stock every day, including all of the latest Heroclix singles and sealed products. So check them out at CoolStuffInc.com. Joining me in the studio again this week is my sexy ranch hand co-host, Calder Ness. What's going on, Calder? Howdy, howdy. Let's get rowdy. Dude, it has been such a long week. I know, man. I know. All right. We normally start off with what made us happy this week. I will start it off. Daredevil, if you did not know, came out on Netflix. Uh, I am like three-fourths of the way through it. So far, it's fantastic. No wonder Daredevil keeps getting renewed for more seasons. It's so good. Uh, if you didn't know, Bullseye is in this. That's not really much of a spoiler. I think that was common knowledge at yeah, this point. Yeah, I think you knew. Uh, it's so good. He, he's so cool in this. Uh, did a completely different weird version of Bullseye, but it's totally awesome. Uh, also, what made me happy this week was I went to the movies to see the new Halloween movie. It oh, okay. was so bad. <laughs> Inside, like, I don't, it wasn't even bad in a good way. Like, remember how I said Predator was bad in a good way? Oh, yeah, yeah. No, th this was just, like, plot holes galore. But I felt, I, like think... I, I felt like I was part of something because the last one came out 40 years ago, which they tell you, like, 40 times in the movie. Uh, this was 40, 40 years, years ago. ago. Exactly 40 years ago to this day. Yes, we get it. It was 40 years ago. Anyway, that happened, so I felt like I was part of something. So that that was my week. Uh, That's awesome. <laughs> I uh, I went to the Rock Cup uh, in Rocktober. That was great fun. Um, but what specifically made me happy was, if you've ever heard the phrase, Dance with the Devil in the Pale Moonlight, I uh, wrestled the Hobbit at midnight. And uh, we're going to leave it at that. But that is what made me happiest about this weekend. So a bunch of rhyming. Got it. A bunch of rhyming. Yeah, totally. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, if that is all we have in that section, we are going to jump into the news. As you guys know, Heroclix, uh, Dialects for Heroclix is a podcast for news about the game of Heroclix and other nerd-related content. So let's do that. Calder, you took a trip, not to the value corner this time, an actual oh. trip. Why don't you tell us about that? So I went to Rocktober this weekend. A lot of people that were there uh, listened to the podcast or at least recognized me for a few things. That was really cool. I'm just going to kick it off. I'm trying to go through the days as organized as I can. We left sometime on Wednesday. We drove all through the night, so we got there on Thursday. And that was a kind of funky team event, kind of a fun little welcome event. Uh, it was me, our good friend Kevin, Chris, and Nate White of Chicago Land Territory, and we get one hand this sort of semi-golden age uh, three-team matchup. So I was the B seed, as I normally try to be, and that was carded sets, but not modern. So I got a booster of Superman and a booster of Invincible Iron Man, and basically my pulls were pretty good, but I ended up just going with Detroit Steel at 150 and Iron Man at 150. Uh, Kev got pretty lucky. He got the title Thor, so AC, the top seed, number A, was playing 
modern sets, so their set to choose from was Mighty Thor. And the C seed, which was Nate, uh, they played Golden Age, and he actually pulled a Jakeem Thunder and a Golden Age Iron Fist, and this was no cards, and uh, it was hilarious. It was it was awesome. It was fun. Everybody had a great time. Uh, I kept the tradition of losing every single game except for one in a team event. Uh, surprisingly, my one game win was against Howard Brock, uh, the man who runs uh, the ROC. So that was pretty interesting. But it was a close game. The one standout part I want to talk about this game was just the fact that he had Oracle, the common 150 Superman, and then the Fast, fast Forces Oracle and Fast Forces uh, Black Canary. He had Superman carry Black Canary up. Then next turn, he had Oracle do the power action thing to move Black Canary that hurt speed value. And then Black Canary running shot, Pulse Wave, Iron Man, but missed the single target Pulse Wave. And that was me thinking, boom, I'm going to get 75 points. And then I can just pretty much play for time as I forget to leave my phone silent. Whatever can mistake. So, yeah. And uh, you know what happened, Chris? I have no idea I had, what happened. I had Iron Man running shot, and he shot her. Because he has a better attack value, top dial. So it was a 6. I hit the 6, 11 out of 17. Next, it was Detroit Steel's turn. And I looked at Brock and I said, Howard, for the simple fact that it's a 10 on a 15, I guarantee, and then I throw the dice, it's going to be a crit miss. And uh, what did my dice land on, Chris? It was a critical hit. No, it was actually double ones. I was totally right. <laughs> Dang it. it. And he was like, that is terrible son <laughs> I'm like yeah yeah it is I ended up winning that game because of a quake I quaked um with Detroit Steel and I killed both Oracle and the Superman in one shot which is great which is really awesome he was a great player uh, a lot of people were great players but we did not win that team event as you can imagine Friday was a qualifier I'm not gonna talk about the qualifier because I basically played solely against guys who I rode with who I play with pretty much every week so that kind of blew but those games were still fun. The big thing on Friday was the dinner and the rock announcements. Well, I want to congratulate David Galsman and his wife on getting married. That's really cool. They got married at the events. Uh, the dinner was sweet. I'm going to go ahead and touch on some of the announcements that they made. No doubt most of you have seen the shared video. It's 30 minutes long. It's, it's, very, it's very long for Internet, you know, people like us who are just watching it, but to actually be there and watching it, it didn't, it wasn't terrible to sit through because it was very interesting because uh, a hush fell over the crowd. The ROC is now partnered with WizKids, if you don't know, so they had been talking about it apparently for three months, as Howard said. And so in the future, ROC events are basically kind of WizKids events in a way uh, because they're going to get WizKids prizing. Now, this is awesome for a lot of reasons, because that means Connellys are going to be in there. I know some people were complaining, like, well, if Connellys are going to be part of ROC events, that just means they're not Connellys anymore. I'm like, yeah, so if you're a person who likes to sell them on the second market and get a bunch of money, well, that might not be great for you. But for me, who's still trying to get that Daredevil at a decent price, I'm very excited. Winter maps are going to be cheaper. Uh, that's really cool because Howard said the reason Hero Clicks is not doing as well as it should be because, I mean, it's a it's a classic miniatures game with superheroes. It should be one of the biggest games ever, but because of the way WizKids run things, it just kind of isn't. Wait, hold on. Said, I, have to, I have to interject there right. as well to yep. add to that point because I, I really do believe that it could be doing a lot better than what it currently is because not a lot of people realize this. WizKids has a complete monopoly on miniature hero things. Exactly. 
They have zero competition. They could be making so much money right now, and they choose not to. Okay, that was my little aside. Go back to what you were doing. I, I totally agree. He basically said, you guys are all proof that if we hold a big event, people are going to show up. You know, there's like 100-something or whatever people at Rocktober, you know, that are going to show up, walk through the door that day. You know, we're proof that big events, big competitive events, they just do it. But locally, the game's not doing great in smaller towns or just local events. So let's take the town that's pretty much probably doing the best in South Dakota, Sioux Falls, has about like six people show up every week. And I think that's just terrible. And I know there are more people that play Hero Clicks, but some people, uh, for some reason, just don't show up because the prizes aren't that great or whatever. Some people think it's more about, you know, prizing. I really just think I want to play the game and have fun. That's not it for a lot of people. So Howard said, we're going to make Winamaps cheaper. They're going to be basically kits you can buy. And the guy that runs events at the store in South Dakota that I go to basically said, if that's the way it's going to be, we're basically going to do a Winamap every single month, you know? If it's $50 for a Winamap, five people show up, they pay $10 each, then that's awesome. 50 bucks for a Winamap is awesome. I mean, that's just way too good because if you have people, and if you have a bunch of people, soon it won't be 10 bucks each, it'll be five bucks each. And if it's not five bucks each, it'll be buy one Turtles booster or something and then add that to a 300 point team, make it a 400 point team with some other stuff. Well, obviously you can't do that with Turtles, but you know what I mean. So this, sounds, this sounds great in theory, does. but this is not how. This is going to work. I, I promise you this is not how it's going to work. Take this one to the bank, folks. They need advertisement. WizKids needs to advertise that Heroclix is a thing. Once they start doing that, then you might start getting more people in your local shops. Now, to add to another point that you just said, uh, yeah, it could be bigger in smaller towns. I would definitely argue that it could be bigger in large metropolis-type areas. So... Indianapolis, let's take this for example. Last time I checked, our population size was 870,000 people, I think. All right. The hero click scene is basically dead around here. That is terrible. That's so, yeah. Really bad. I'm really, I'm, I'm so disappointed. <sighs> and but, I, I don't blame you. I'd be disappointed that, too. That was just to add to your point. So, we, if it. anybody out there ever goes, you know, Chris never talks about playing hero clicks. Why doesn't he talk about playing hero clicks? That's why. I don't have anybody to play with. <laughs> uh, another thing is rock points. So if you compete in rock events, you earn rock points. Rock points are redeemable as prizes and goods. Uh, sorry to say this news is getting to a lot of people a little late, but pretty much all the rock points you've earned are kind of useless now because they are not transferable to the new point system that the rock is going to be doing with the win and the whiz kids. So ROC is not going to be having their own kind of point system as they've had in the past. To me, this doesn't really matter because I've had like three. I literally got an email that weekend saying, you just earned three rock points. Your rock points total is now three. And I'm like, awesome. Because I've only played in states events. And I don't know if I never have points for that or whatever reason that is. I really don't care. But I'm like, I don't have rock points at all. So that didn't matter for me. But for anybody else, I'm really sorry. You just lost a lot of rock points. And because if you watch the video, you're going to see this. About a million people asked after Howard plainly stated that rock points were not going to be transferable to the new point system. They all asked, what are we going to do with our rock points? What's going to happen? And I'm like, he literally just said it. So just to reiterate, <laughs> your rock points are gone. They are not transferable. The, that's because they were in a complete state of shock. You realize there's people out there that get these rock points and put them immediately online to be sold, like on eBay or on Facebook, which oh, means right. 
that people spend their actual money to buy them instead of going and win them. So I guarantee you there are some people in that crowd that were like, wait, I just spent all this money and you're telling me they're gone? Okay, I, I'll, I'll, I'll give them that. I'll give them that. I'll, I will give them that. Another thing is, basically I talked about how the new point system sort of works. Here's kind of the breakdown. You're going to have a max cap of 300 points. I believe that to get into nationals, you need a minimum of 200 points. So you're going to play in events, you're going to earn points, and once you get 200, that is your buy into nationals. Instead of like in the win, let's say you get first place at WKO, that's your buy into nationals. Where does it say that? It's somewhere in the win records. Instead, you can look at yourself and you can say, I have 200 points, I have a buy into nationals. A buy into worlds is your cap, I believe 300 points. I can be wrong about this. I I was trying to pay attention, but they were. But eventually the night got so long, and there was even trivia afterwards, and there was so much stuff that I, I kind of lost track. So I believe the buy into worlds is 300 points. So now there's that. A nationals win, you spend 200 points. Nationals win gets you buy into worlds, you get 300 points. Pretty simple stuff. Hopefully we can all understand that, and there's no <laughs> no questions like I witnessed for another 30 minutes after Howard was done talking. After that, so that's pretty much the, the big rock news. Uh, after that, we did trivia. It was great. I was on the same team as Alex Coos, Dustin Sears, Sam Powell, and myself. I killed it in trivia. Uh, a couple of my other teammates also did really well. Uh, there were some great questions, you know, like who was the first person to ever play Nick Fury? Chris, do you know? The only other person to play Nick Fury? No, the first person to play Nick Fury. Hasselhoff. Hasselhoff. Thank you. So many people did not get that. I'm like, come on, Hasselhoff. The movie is actually on YouTube. Look that up, people. Do yourself a favor. No, it's actually not a favor. It's pretty bad. Uh, so anyways, <laughs> that was it. It was the greatest movie of all time. I guarantee you it was better than Halloween. It sure might be, right? Like, it has. It has. Who, whoever Robert Redford's character was, it has that guy in it. So the way I see it, I see it as a, like a, a prequel to the MCU. You guys, you know? it was 40 years exactly to the day ago. <laughs> all right, we got it. All right, Hasselhoff. For the uh, that, that's that's Friday. We had great fun at trivia. It was awesome. Saturday was teams. We did Battle Worlds. Uh, I kept true to my team thing. I actually didn't win any games, but I had a lot of close games. I definitely misplayed a few. I'm never gonna brag because I'm not the best Heroes player. I'm never gonna say I'm the best Heroes player. I'm a mediocre guy, and that's if the way that. I like to be. If oh, Chris, <laughs> do you know how much I've had to take this weekend? We're gonna get into that. Because apparently it's so easy to riff on Calder. Like, it's a, it's apparent. I don't know, man. Like, what I had to go through this weekend and then the 16-hour drives, I don't know, man. I don't know. No, that's here, clicks. I'm done. All right. I'll try to be nice after one Thank more you. statement. After one more statement. It's totally. Oh, what is it? Did you spend all weekend in a hotel with grown men? Yeah, I did. Then I'm sure you took a lot. All right, moving forward. Oh, <laughs> man. Okay, <laughs> moving on to Saturday. Whatever. Teams Battle Worlds, we didn't have great pulls. We pulled, like, Gertrude and Old Lace as our super rare, and then we pulled a Regent, uh, but the Regent team was pretty much the only one winning. Uh, How did that do? Because I, I called Regent, Regent actually being really good. Oh, did dude, Regent's, uh, Regent's amazing. He performed very well. Because you can improve, choose improved targeting, ignores blocking, and not blows through it as you shoot, you can pretty much just put yourself on the office or, like, an ROC map, like, yeah. the head of the ground. That's and you can great. just sit in some spot, surround him by a bunch of little dudes. Like, I think in Sealed is great. I don't know 
how he's going to go through injured modern if he's kind of overcasted, you know, especially since there's going to be colossal retail in normal modern. But in sealed Regents of Beast, I absolutely love him. I played a battle royale with him. I won. You know, it's like it's pretty much in sealed. You pull him, you gotta play him. He's he's really good. Uh, my team was like Iron Goblin, a World Breaker, uh, Brock Rumlow, so Crossbones, and then I had one of the piece, uh, Carolina Dean. I totally messed up on a few games, like instantaneously, but that's fine because I had fun. That's all that matters. Then we did Battle Royales that day. I did a ton of Battle Royales. I mean, by the end of the day, the judges, they all knew my name. They all knew what I looked like. They were like, that guy, go get that guy. Uh, we had awesome fun. If you played a Battle Royale with me, go ahead and, like, you know, sound off and, like, give us an email and message or whatever, because it was great. I played with a ton of great guys all, all over the course of the weekend, although Sunday was the main day that I did Battle Royale, so I'm going to talk more about them that time. Uh, Saturday was the midnight events. I was playing my favorite team that I've ever had ever, you know, in modern, technically. So when this was modern, it was my go-to. And it was Lex Luthor with Pandora's box and a bunch of ID cards. I love Trinity War Lex Luthor. I love playing him. I love how he's kind of a headache for the opposing team, and it's awesome. Uh, that being said, I won zero games out of the three, also because it was midnight. And I did just get done wrestling a Hobbit before the event, so that's that's all you need to know. Uh, moving on to I Sunday. I totally understand that reference now. Yeah. By wrestling the Hobbit, it was you and the grown men in the hotel room. I got Absolutely. it. It was me and a. I wouldn't call him a grown man. It was me <laughs> in the parking lot. So excuse you, Chris. Oh, excuse me. Oh, so sorry. Excuse All right, listeners. keep going. Yeah. Talking about it that way. No offense, buddy. I love you. Uh, so Sunday was the Rock Cup. I didn't get enough points. That's just like that's just like a plain simple fact. Even with the the qualifier at midnight, I don't. The midnight qualifier was actually points for next year, so it didn't matter. I did not get enough points for the Rock Cup. The one interesting thing, as you all know, Daniel Powell won. He won with the Star Team. So congrats on him being a two-time Rock Cup World Champion. I want to give uh, to Tom a little shout out to Tom Kurz. He had a Gotham City theme team with Commissioner Gordon, I believe, and that Green Arrow and Batgirl. I absolutely love the Bat Gordon. You know, I love. Yeah. The Gotham City team got second place. I think that's awesome. That's I mean, actually really cool. Good job on that if you listen to this. Absolutely love that. Uh, one of the guys in our car, the only one, he got top 32. So that's Isaac. Uh, Isaac, thank you. So congrats, Isaac, getting top 32. I wish you would have you know, kept going, but also I was super tired on Sunday. Uh, no offense. And so we can drive home. But Sunday was the great day for Battle Royales. I had a couple of really bad screw-ups. And I had an amazing win. So I'm going to go with the, like, the one bad screw-up story and just get it out of the way. The map we were playing on was an ROC Battle Royale map. Uh, there's a lot of elevated. Uh, there's elevated in the middle. I moved up with Captain America and Sheriff Steve Rogers. So the common Captain America could running shot and get a shot off on the elevated in the middle. The way the elevated on the side is, is that there's two spaces. And in order for Steve Rogers to have line of fire to where Cap is shooting, he can't be behind Cap. And he obviously can't be in front of Cap, so that cuts off Cap's line of fire. So I put him to the left side of me, which is arbitrary because left is whatever you're hearing it to be, wherever you are. But anyways, Sheriff Steve was on a ledge. The way Battle Royales works, there's someone in each corner. So I completely finished that action. I sadly missed the 12 on a 17 because it was 18, negative 1, and went back up. Actually, it was 12 on 18. So I missed the 6 with you know Cap. So I put him out there. And I completely forgot that there are four people in a battle royale, and there is an entire team of Thors to my left 
And they saw Sheriff Steve on that ledge, and uh, they ate him for dinner. And it was very you sad. forgot that there were four people sitting at the table in front of you in real time. Not necessarily that. but the or fact I guess there were three other people sitting three, in front of you. Not necessarily that there were four people, but the fact that I did just put Sheriff Steve on a ledge, and he's going to get eaten alive by Thor's. That's the part I forgot. I did not look to my left and realize how terrible the matchup is going to be. So I'm like, oh, Sheriff Steve's got an 18. He's got ESD. Their attack values can't be bumped. Yeah, well, when it's like Ultimate Thor with Outwit and a Thoris and... (laughs) Hold on, hold on, hold on. Officially, from now on, his name is not so Ultimate Thor. We know why. (laughs) Ultimate Thor with Thoris. And like another Thor generic, and uh, yeah, when you when you outweigh his ESD and you subtract his defense by two, and you're an 11 swinging on a 16 for like five damage, Sheriff Steve does not feel so good. Yeah. Okay. So that was bad, and then I got constantly called the Ledge. I, my, my nickname was the Ledge for the day, and that hurt. I cut deep, Rock Judge. You know who you are. Uh, Did so anyone I, make a "I wish you would step back from that ledge, my friend" joke? No, not necessarily. Oh, come on, other Hero Clicks players. That's, You're... That's super easy, too. <sighs> so it was on the nose. And then, so after I was like, you know what? I really shouldn't spend any more money for Battle Royale. I have, like, expenses. I got food. I need all this other stuff. I got to pay for the gas for the trip still. Um, somebody, PJ Bowen, uh, loud. He's just some player. Okay, maybe I don't want to that shoot. He's a pretty good player. There we go. All right, there we go. So I don't want to offend anybody if they're listening. Uh, he was paying for this one guy, Tom, to play in Battle Royales for him. And one guy was playing, I don't know, I think he was also kind of out of money, so he, so PJ paid for his too. And uh, before he opened his booster, he decided, like, he had to leave, like, there was an emergency or something. So he said, hey, you, do you want to play in a Battle Royale? And I was, like, burnt, Chris. This was, like, Sunday at 5 o'clock. I've been playing Battle Royales all day. I was super tired. Obviously, I was having rough with the ledge and all that jazz. And I'm like, yeah, sure, whatever. I'm going to pull a rare anyways. Let's just go. I pull a Chase Black Panther. Oh, well, that's pretty awesome. It is awesome, except Wait, for... That, that's not as cool as the possibility of just owning that nickname now and having shirts made that say Calder the Ledge Ness. Absolutely not a sexy ranch hand. Do not, do not, do not. No <laughs> ever. You know what? I, I don't even like Sexy Ranch End anymore. Just just the ledge. That's better. All right. Like, this is I, where whatever. This I is quit. Where and, yeah, I'm done. I'm done with Hero Clicks. Uh, but, no, uh, everybody was great about it. So I actually – but there's a regent across from me in this Battle Royale, and I know um, – first off, I try to tell Tom, like, can I just slide you, like, 15 under the table, and we just don't have to tell PJ. We just don't. Just leave him out of it. Uh, he said no, because he'd also been playing Battle Royales all day, and I've been playing with him, and he, I think the most he won was like an ROC map, like a Battle Royale map, and I think the amount of money he might have been going through, I don't really know, I don't want to assume anything, but that he probably needed to give PJ something for all these Battle Royales, right? Like something worth a little more. So I get that. So because Lucas Van Holland, uh, sorry, Superhero Lucas Van Holland, sorry, Superfan Lucas Van Holland, gosh, I'm terrible, whatever, he doesn't care. He literally went straight to the next room, told PJ Bowen, and now I had that stress on me to try to win this game, to win this Black Panther. Otherwise, I'm probably just going to get, you know, <clears throat> made fun of, like I do all weekend. 
It came down to one dice roll. It was the very last turn. I mean, I'd been picking off points left and right. The the regent was like, I'm specifically killing things, so that way, whenever it comes down to me and Black Panther, I'm ready. So he got combat reflexes. He got precision strike. He was getting probs. So if he ever got knocked off his probs clicks, he would have it. And it came down. I was on my second stock click, and uh, he shot me. And he had precision strike. I'm like, okay, well, I need a six. I rolled that six, and that is basically what won me the game. Because after he missed that attack, he had to clear. I flurried on his little friends around him. By the way, he had a great team because he also pulled that shifting focus cap with the shield team ability. So he gave Regent like a nine range, and then he pulled like stick, and he pulled Iron Man. So hitting that six on Super Senses kept him from being obliterated and made us go to time. And since time was called, I was on my very last stop click. And uh, I won the game with uh, with over, like, 500 points. And that, that I'm, was... glad, I'm glad you won a game that's actually memorable. Was that worth your time right there to go? It was worth the time. It would have been more worth the time if I won that Black Panther. The judge that was watching me play all day long, he was like, I've seen you had such terrible luck. And I've seen you just truck truck through, and I've been making funny, and everybody hears me giving you a hard time. And the fact that you finally won a game and you don't get to keep anything, let me fix that for you. And so he gave me some LEs, which is pretty sweet. I mean, obviously he wasn't going to give me like something super expensive because he can't do that. So he gave me some LEs, like a Colossus ID card and stuff like that. So that that was super nice. I really liked that. I like that Heroclix is a game where it's like you can recognize when a player can finally freaking succeed. Like, I'm sorry. Like, this is all rushing back to me now about all the times with Battle Royales. And then, boom, it takes that one good moment. And that was, like, that was like another hit, man. That was, like, another dosage. I'm like, ooh, I love Heroclix. And that was, <laughs> that was Sunday. It was awesome. Like, by the end of the events, though, Rock Cup was great. I made a lot of new friends, talked to a lot of cool people. I loved the atmosphere. All the ladies at the counter, you know, knew my name, knew who I was. The Rock judges were cool with me. You know, I, you know, a few of them listened to the podcast. That was great. There was, um, there was another guy there. He's like, are you a cowboy? And I'm like, well, yeah. I was like, do you have like cattle? I'm like, yeah. And we talked about that. You know, it was, it was just such a cool environment. It was so great. And, uh, and the fact that someone called me sexy without knowing I was a sex ranch and was pretty good too. So. Oh yeah. That's always good. Drop. Can we go back to the guy that was asking you if you were a cowboy? Oh yeah, I, just, so, I want to. I just want to imagine it's just some random guy. He wasn't even there to play HeroClix. He, he was he just, there to play HeroClix. He, he just saw a guy in a cowboy hat and he's like, "Man, I need to go talk to that guy." <laughs> that's that's kind of how it was. Like we were just kind of standing in line. By the way, uh, Lucky Dice Cafe is where the event was held at, and we were standing in line for some of the best food I've ever had. Really good sandwiches. And he was just like, "Are you like a cowboy?" Yes. So you have horses? I'm like, yeah, no, I have like 20 horses. And he was like, wow. Every single sentence I said, like owning land, fixing fence, working cattle, like all the boring parts of it, you know, like sitting in a tractor forever many times a day just to get food for the cattle. He was just blown away. Like his eyes got wide. He was like, man, this is like so different than anything I've ever heard of. And that was great just because it's like it was different. He got to figure out like a new like person's lifestyle like it was cool just talking to people i loved it and you know he loved That's it awesome. too so i was so happy uh, and by the way i love their menu so my favorite sandwich at the end of the week if you know lucky dice cafe they do funny little names it was the anakin rye walker so it was like beef on rye i loved it it's a great sandwich that, that's fun. That's rocktober thank you guys for letting me rant for like basically an entire episode and i think we're ready to go into some more news 
Right. My, actually, last thing I wanted to say well, about my favorite part of this story was that guy asking you about that because I, you know, you never know what someone's like. Tell you. Oh ask. yeah. You should always like, ask questions. Get to know new people. You should. What was really cool was like at the end of the event, I'm like, all right, guys, I'm gonna go see you later. Howdy, howdy. Let's get rowdy. And he's like, wait. And he took a picture with me. And I'm like, that's awesome. So. <laughs> I love it. All right. Well, man, that's such a ah. Uh, I feel so bad about this now. That's such a good, positive, high note to end on for your story, and I'm just gonna tank it into the ground right now. Uh, we're, we're, okay, we're gonna ha- we're gonna HeroClix sandwich this. So information about HeroClix, and now I'm gonna talk about some stuff that's not HeroClix related, but still in the realm of superheroes, and then we'll finish off with some uh, WKO information uh, about some figures, equipment that came out. So here's what you may want to know about recent shows that have come out. Now, um, we have two articles. Let's start off with the Marvel ones from comicbook.com. Just came out this week that Luke Cage was canceled for Netflix. That is a bummer. Yeah, so uh, this actually comes on the tail of Iron Fist being canceled from Netflix. So, which is really, it's less of a bummer than Luke Cage, but at the same time, the second season of Iron Fist was so much better than the first season that it really felt like a redemption story from Netflix's side. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is going to be amazing in the future. And then they cancel it. And then the week later, I'm like, oh, okay, Luke Cage is canceled now as well. Um, there's no news on Defenders being renewed. So that is kind of in limbo, but for all intents and purposes, is also canceled since it's like no one's heard anything about it so that leaves as of right now daredevil and luke and uh jessica jones that's it i really hope they cancel jessica jones they're gonna cancel something no offense well daredevil's like so good but let me jump into this article real quick um so like i said comicbook.com it says according to the report from the hollywood reporter a source claims the series was canceled for numerous reasons. One has to do with creative differences, though it's not clear if it has been if it was between the showrunner and Marvel TV or between Netflix and Marvel. Another reason is that the two entities could not agree on terms for a third season. Now, the reason why I did want to say that is because it does make mention in the next paragraph that it is probably and most likely not having anything to do with viewing numbers. So it's like people were actually watching this show, talking about Luke Cage, obviously. Um, people really liked it. it. It was a really solid show. The soundtrack on it was really good. And, um, oh, man, I can't remember the actor's name. Mike Holter? Thank you. I thought he was doing a fantastic job oh, as awesome. Luke Cage. So I, I'm really genuinely sad to see it go. Uh, I don't want to spoil anything at the end of season two, but it really left us off on like a really big, huge cliffhanger. So I don't know if we'll ever get a resolution to that. Um, then it goes on to uh, give a quote. It says, uh, quote, unfortunately, Marvel, Marvel's Luke Cage will not return for a third season, Netflix and Marvel said in a joint statement. Everyone at Marvel Television and Netflix is grateful to the dedicated showrunner, writers, cast, and crew who brought Harlem's Hero to life for the past two seasons, and it's to all the fans who have supported the series. So it's over. Um, pretty disappointed about that. Uh, here's the second bit of now this one this one could be more or could be less disappointing depending on how you want to view on view it 
this is from businessinsider.com. And we're going to skip over to DC-related news because if you have been following it, like we have been trying to keep up with it, is the release of the DC streaming service, DC Universe. And I, I decided to check back up on it just to see how it was doing, and I found out that it's not necessarily doing that great. So here's an <laughs> article called Only 24% of mobile users who downloaded DC's new streaming app have actually paid for a subscription, according to a new study. Now, it's it's weird. It's one of those articles you have to read a little bit further into instead of just reading the headline. By the way, don't do that, guys out there. Don't read headlines and just think that you know what's going on because headlines are often misleading. So <clears throat> bullet points, uh, the study estimated that in in-app subscriptions have brought in approximately $185,000. I mean, that sounds like a lot, but realistically it's not. Only 24% of people have actually uh, paid for a subscription. They were given a free week's worth of subscription to begin with, and uh, it, it doesn't really look that great. It hmm. does go okay. into – it does have – in this article, it does have a, um, a line chart. It, it's actually mixed with a, a bar graph. And the the official launch had like twenty thousand downloads like on the first day, and it looked great. And then this is back in September, so the release I think was like September fifteenth, looked great, and then it just plummeted, just plummeted down in number of new subscriptions per day, all the way into just the twenty sixth of September, which is when this graph ends, was only down to five thousand. So I mean, it was only getting one. Fourth of the downloads only like two weeks later, which is really not good. And then it does the, – the gross revenue from the bar graph does show that it like made – after the free subscription went, was over, only about a third of people retained the subscription from the free and actually began paying for it. And then if you look at the bar graph from then on out, the numbers are just going down on like people canceling subscription services already. So I did a little bit more digging, and uh, you know that Titans was released. Um, yep. One of the things that made the Netflix series so popular as far as it, – it's not just Marvel stuff, but just Netflix original series in general is that you can binge watch them. All of it drops at, at once, and you can watch it at your leisure as fast as you want to. That is not the case with Titans. That's not what they're doing. They're doing once a week, like a regular TV service instead okay. of uh, of a streaming thing. I think that actually hurts their sales. That's just conjecture, though, so I'm not really sure. Um, so I, I just, you know, I'm, I'm a little mixed on it. But I did decide to actually go and start reading a lot of, like, reviews and stuff, like what the actual people were saying in comments and things like that. Highlight, the streaming service you can actually read comic books on, which apparently a lot of people are really happy about. So a lot of people commenting things like, hey, I would never have gotten to read this storyline from DC because I would never have paid for it in a paper copy. So thank you, DC, for creating the service so I can go and read all of these like kind of obscure or lesser known storylines. Downfall or bad point is that apparently Titan sucks. Wow. 
Shocker. I would never yeah. have guessed that. So, um, I don't have an opinion on that personally. I did not get the subscription service. I pretty much knew I was not going to get I wanted to, but I knew in my heart I was never actually going to get it. Um, now it makes me even less likely to get it because whatever. But, I mean, there's only like two episodes out at this point of Titans or three or something like that. I, I don't know. But uh, it, the show could get way better, just like a lot of shows get way better. Like it could, yeah. Four or five episodes in. So, you know, it could finish really, really strong. But from a lot of the initial reactions, it does look pretty negative. And I wanted that one to succeed. I, I really did. But, uh, yeah, I, mm, I don't know. That's all I had on that. Did you have something? I know, it was super negative after Calder's, like, really big high point. He really left it up there. And then I just crushed the dreams. Calder, <laughs> do you no, have Chris, any thoughts? I'm sorry. I'm, like, clinically depressed now. Thanks a lot, dude. Thanks for nothing. No, um, <laughs> it, no it, is, it is kind of a shame because I do want DC to do well. Cyborg is one of my favorite DC characters because of Teen Titans, and I know he's not in Titans, but I kind of think maybe if Titans does better, we could bring in a better version of Cyborg than the one we're getting. I, I mean, I doubt it because it's for TV, but like Robin looks really cool, and the actor looks like Robin, looks like kind of how he should be as Robin, so I kind of want at least Robin to be interesting, if not anyone else, and from what I'm understanding, he is like... Damian Wayne, edgy. Not okay. He's not edgy. I guess who's the edgy one? Jason Todd. Yeah, he's like Jason Todd, edgy and violent, and that's not the Dick Grayson I know. So uh, maybe the series is gonna pick up. I do hope for the best. I do too. Uh, now, if you're out there listening, you're like, I don't care about these services. I don't care about these TV shows. Here's why you should care. HeroClix is dictated. Like the figures that get made are dictated by Marvel and DC. We don't get very many DC sets. So if a DC anything does exceptionally well, then DC company might come in to WizKids and be like, hey, this movie did really well. This TV series did really well. We think that this will sell. Here you go. Make this. So that is why I really want this stuff to succeed and do really, really well because there's a lot of people out there that are upset that we don't get enough DC characters made in this game like we're down to like two sets a year for dc and it is massively outpaced by marvel that's true so if if dc the stuff that's actually making money because i mean hero clicks is a drop of water in an ocean of money for the dc company right if all of their like their real money is coming from movies and tv shows then you need that to just ramp up as high and be as popular as marvel stuff is then you will start getting movie sets, you know, more right. movie sets, more general, like, here's a great example. Why did we get a Marvel Knights Fast Forces set that had, oh, I don't know, all of the characters from the Netflix series without actually stating it was like a Netflix universe Fast Forces, but it's right on the, on the tail of all of these Netflix shows right. blowing up? That's why we get stuff like that. So if they made, like, Young Justice is supposedly coming back, if that does really, really well, then you might get a knockoff version of Young Justice in a set. It won't be called, like, like Young Justice. Like a sub-theme or something, yeah. yeah exactly. And, and that is how it, – it won't be immediately uh, because these sets are planned out in advance. But, you know, it may, down, it may be in the pipeline down in the future. 
So that is why I would argue that you might want to care about this stuff if the if you were of the mind that you're like, I don't care. So hopefully right. I persuaded some people out there. Let's move on. We did get uh, quite a few not, – not quite a few, but quite – Big news as far as character and equipment and what it does for the WKO prizes. So why don't you tell us about Rogue, Calder? Oh, man, I was going to talk about the spear. I thought you wanted to talk about Rogue. Uh, you, I thought we'd start off with, in my opinion, the least cool out of the three oh, and then move on. But you can start with you can start with the spear. I'm going to start with the spear. The spear makes me the most excited. I'm going to be out because I played against – an angel team, and I really kind of hate stop clicks now. So, Proxima Midnight Spear. What's it do? It's a light object. It has equip any and unequip drop. The effect is that it's indestructible. All right? Then, big old text. All right? All caps, range. Make a range attack with a range value of 6. So, right away, characters with no range value get a minimum of 6. It's really cool. Targeting a single character. After resolutions, choose 1. A hit character gains immobile until your next turn, so not bad. Or hit deal the hit character one penetrating damage. So if you're going out, you want to like shoot a Wolverine or something, instead of doing a flurry or wasting two attacks on a Wolverine, you have one person pick up Proxima Midnight Spear, they shoot Wolverine, that instantly kills them if they have a normal three damage. One, two, put them on the stop click, boom deal one penetrating so that's great i love proxima midnight spear i think it's really cool and we're talking about another item that could pair well with mistress death but i also think this can pair well with mistress death because i think deal one penetrating is going to be two penetrating you know afterwards so that's really cool too uh that said chris you want to you mentioned rose uh, a couple of things about the spear. About spear. Uh, just the spear real quick i really think it's so good i have oh, one qualm about it which is not really that big of a deal because I understand it had to be balanced somewhere. It only has six range. Right. Prox the old Proxima Midnight, remember, had nine range when she had three of her tracer right. tokens on That's her. That's true, So yeah. you're dropping three range for this object, but you can put it on just about anybody, and it gives you modal options on what you want to do with it. Modal options are always a good thing. Yeah. Um, and that's pretty much cross any game you ever play. Like, if you play Magic the Gathering, if you have modal cards, like, those are always hands down going to be better for, you know, a comparative card of the same mana cost. So it's, you know, I like it a lot. So I'm pretty excited about that one. Uh, we will move on to Exospecs. This thing is bonkers. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> 12 points, light object. Equip any, unequip, drop. Effect, free, free, guys. Free. <laughs> if this character is at least 30 points, choose a standard speed or standard attack power. Until your next turn, this character can use the chosen power, but can't use any other standard power of the chosen type. And in parentheses, it says speed or attack. Who cares? You want pulse wave? You have pulse wave. You want precision strike? You got precision strike. Pin sight? Yeah, why not? Oh, also, speed powers? Um, yes, Sunny please, shot, I will charge, take phasing speed, um, <laughs> to get away. Oh, I don't want you to see me. Here's some stealth, thanks. Uh, this is so dumb. It's so good. Also, I think it's more points than Mjolnir, which makes no sense. But who cares? <laughs> so, yes, these little goggles are two more points more than Mjolnir. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. 
But, you know, whiz kids, so whatever. Um, but anyway, from a play standpoint, they're amazing. They're they are. so un- unbelievably good, and I 100% believe that you will see these on teams in the future for uh, modern events. It's a 100% guarantee it's going to be on teams in the future. It's uh, it's pretty busted in my mail. Yeah, for sure. Go right into right. Rogue. Ready? Are you yep. ready for this? So we had a lot of speculation about Rogue. We were like, ah, oh, is this going to be a normal Rogue? What's it going to be? Is she going to be worth anything? You know, the Colin ID card went really high on the secondary market. People were selling it because maybe the Rogue's just garbage, you know? Uh, turns out it's Rogue with Mjolnir. So it's Thor's Hammer What If Rogue. Another figure that probably should have been in the What If set, but whatever, we're getting there. She is 150 points or 100 points. Her top dial, she has, well, her entire dial, she has six range, flight, and indomitable for special combat symbols. Top dial, she has charge with a special white power. Uh, her defense power is that special pink power. And then uh, for the first three clicks of her life, she has battle fury. So the range doesn't really matter right away. She's totally a charge piece. Her special attack power, which is on all three of her top dial clicks and none on her 100 point clicks, is Earthquake Rift. Super Strength, Quake. When Rogue knocks back an opposing character with an attack, after resolutions, you may choose one hit character. Generate a hindering terrain marker in each square the chosen character occupied in its knockback path this action. They uh, they remain indefinitely, so terrain is always going to be there. All right. The knockback path includes squares it began and ended in. So that's kind of neat. It's not amazing, but it's kind of neat. So the 100-point line is probably going to be her call-in line if anyone's fielding someone who's 100 points who can call her in. Most teams, uh, believe it or not, don't have really a 100-point character. So her 100-point line is really good, though, because she is a hypersonic speed call-in who can disappear on her own volition, so she's going to stay around and get shot. She's 10 hypersonic speed, 11 attack, blank, 17 defense with a special defense power, and 4 damage with leadership. Her defense power is the God of Thunder's Might together with my abilities. Invincible, sorry, impervious. When Rogue is dealt damage by an attack with an attack roll, air last after resolutions to heal her one click. So that's kind of cool. As a call-in part, uh, it's not amazing. Uh, especially since if she starts there, she can't heal up, right? She can't heal past her starting line. She also has the Brotherhood of Mutants team ability because during this uh, What If story, she was part of the Brotherhood of Mutants and not the X-Men. Her keywords, because I forgot to mention them, are as Guardian, Avengers, Brotherhood of Mutants, and Mystical. Uh, overall, I don't think she's an amazing call-in, but I think uh, she could be a pretty solid call-in. I forget what the Rogue ID card grants you, uh, but it could be pretty good if you need a hypersonic speed, 11 attack, 4 damage, and obviously... Uh, she's not X-Men, so she would not be a good call-in for X-Men teams. They don't normally have 100-point call-ins either, unless they're running the Blackbird Jet or something, because she doesn't have X-Men keyword, so she can't actually be buffed by X-Men. So I'm kind of iffy on whether or not this Rogue will see play at all, honestly. You know what I think? What's that? Oh! Milk. I'm super unimpressed with this <laughs> character. Yeah. She she needs the milk, man. She does. To, gr- oh, to grow the bones stronger. I'm, I'm really, like, I don't see any synergy with this that is going to be any good. I don't think, especially for the 100-point line, she has five clicks of life. Yeah. For 100 points. That is not good. I mean, granted, she does have a full dial of reduction of two, but uh, that's one pin sigh away from death. There goes 100 points. So right. I'm not I'm not impressed with this at all. Also, the fact that it is a WKO prize, I always want those to be just like 
bonkers. Not maybe not Ooh. like good, but like fun, funny. This is just a boring character all around. That sculpt is really nice, but that's about uh, the nicest thing I can say. Yeah, actually, yeah, it is a pretty good sculpt. I'll give him that. It's a pretty good sculpt. Um, you will never get another rogue with a Mjolnir ever again. So Very true. I'm, I'm, I'm fairly positive about that. So if you wanted to have that in your collection, you can at least have it in your collection. But I doubt it's going to be one of those pieces you're going to go to again and again for play. Unless you just really love that what if issue or something. So, right. I, I mean, I actually do all... own it. So, I mean, I thought that was kind of neat, but that's about it. Oh, that's cool. All right. Well, at least there's a. There's that. There's that. There, there's that. <laughs> all right. That's all I got for news. You got anything else? That is all I have. Okay. Well, here at Dial H, we work off of the value for value model. Our goal is to entertain you guys and gals, so if you feel like we give you value in your life, consider showing us your love and leveling up your heroic rank and earn your own heroic title, like citizen, vigilante, protagonist, and the like. Hero, uh, heroic rank level ups occur the first episode of every month, so that's two episodes from now, guys and girls, so jump on the bandwagon. Uh, or as you donate via, via PayPal. And don't forget that your names and titles appear in the show notes for the months you contribute to the community as you are producers of the podcast. Really, guys, we i mean, we, we really enjoy doing this podcast for you, but uh, a lot of you guys, we've, we've received things over the years, comments and, and things uh, from you guys about how we help you guys get through the week and stuff like that, and that's what we're here for. So um, if we are showing you some kind of value, and that's what we mean by value for value, then uh, maybe uh, consider jumping on, helping us out. Helps us keep motivated to keep pumping out content for all of you out there, and we really appreciate that. Okay, past that, you ready to do some community? Oh, yeah. All right. There are dozens of us. Dozens! All right, let's start off like we normally do, Community Tuesday's question that we put up on Facebook and on Twitter. Uh, this week's Community Tuesday's question was, if WizKids released a theme pack of only Colossals, what would you like them to be? Now, first of all, we were giving away a copy of Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom for the answer that we chose this week. And by answer we chose, we mean the random number that. generator that we generated <laughs> at the beginning uh, before we started recording. The only people eligible for that were the people that were on our Patreon and had their heroic ranks. So that's the only way you can win stuff, guys. Sorry. Uh, now, Landmark, we received more answers for this question than we have ever received any Community Tuesdays question in the history of Dial H. I'm fairly certain about that. It's pretty crazy. Over, over 40 answers between Twitter and Facebook for this question alone. So that was dumb. That was an awesome show of force from the HeroClix community. So we appreciate everybody that did jump onto that. However, we are not going to read all 40 of these answers. It will. We will be here all night. <laughs> so we are going to uh, do about five apiece. Uh, I'm going to stick to just uh, some of our patrons. So if you guys have your heroic rank, that is who I'm going to be reading from you. I will start off on Twitter. Actually, you know what? Let's go back. Who would you have made Calder if you had the option? So if I could make a theme pack of Colossals, I would want... And now, this might be really special terrain, I guess, technically. But if you ever read uh, some of the comics, Guy Gardner owns a bar. It's called Warriors. 
and I think it's called Warriors. And he has a giant statue of the Justice League, the Justice League at the time, of each member of the Justice League. So I think it would be really cool to have like a special terrain, Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, Martian Manhunter, and I believe, I don't know, somebody else. It wasn't Green Lantern because he was not going to put Hal Jordan in his bar, but I think maybe Booster Gold and Blue Meat over there. Uh, and I thought those would be really cool. So like as a theme pack, just huge statues of the Justice League that just are special terrain. And that's it. That maybe give inspirations when you're next to them regarding like their powers and whatnot. Okay. Okay. If I had to make one, now this is going to be a deep cut for a lot of people out there. Some people may not even know what I'm talking about, but I just was part of my childhood. I got some major nostalgia when I was thinking about it. And since we were talking about dinosaurs last week, it inspired me to actually ask this question. I already knew the answer to this question before I typed out the question for you guys. My answer is the old video game Primal Rage. <laughs> Some people out there are like, I forgot that was a thing. All right, so what you need to know about Primal Rage, it's there were like five characters to choose from, I think, in the first game. Uh... It's a fighting game. It was like Mortal Kombat, only instead of just people, it had these gigantic monsters. There were like, I think like three of them were dinosaurs, and two of them were like apes of some kind. And there was like, my favorite one was Talon, and he was like a velociraptor that was orange and had this white hair poking out of the back of his head. It was like a really bad version of Mortal Kombat. But there was a lore behind it, like it was post-apocalyptic Armageddon style, and these gods arose, that's what they called them, gods arose from, I don't know, under the earth or something, like the Titans, and conquered the earth and divvied it up into sections. And then your job was to select one of these characters and then go kind of take over the other regions of the world. Anyway, I always remember playing that game as a kid. I thought it would be super cool to have them all as colossals. Because when you're playing, there were, like, little people running across the screen, and you could eat them. And I thought that <laughs> man, when I was a kid, I thought that was funny. I don't, I don't know why. It was just a really fun game to me. So, all right. Uh, let's start off on Twitter this week. Super villain, super fan, Seth Aaron, who did change his name this week. I figured out why he didn't change his name last week. He's been super busy. We may get him on the podcast sooner rather than later so he can explain all of that. Uh, he changed his name to Halloween Ho, though. Uh, his answer was Transformers. So, yeah, that would definitely be a thing. If you didn't know, at one point, Marvel actually had the rights to... Transformers, man. Yeah, the rights to Transformers. So, will they ever again? Probably not, but it would be fun. Uh, Citizen Benjamin Yuminsky, he said, a Marvel Cinematic Universe set. So, a big version of Groot, Ego, Hulk, Abomination, uh, Iron Monger in the first Iron Man, Thanos, Surtur... Giant Man, Chitari, Snake, you know, the big whales in the first Avengers, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, side note, he said Groot could spawn a baby Groot bystander upon being KO'd. I really liked this answer because I would love uh, some Marvel Cinematic Colossals. Right on. Uh, the Ruffian superhero, Little Plastic Superheroes, uh, just linked a GIF, and it's just Optimus Prime. Give him the thumbs up. He's another big Transformers fan. So, Also... On Twitter, I just love on Twitter when people put pictures and GIFs and stuff like that. It just really makes me happy. Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, next up, Citizen Eric Caves say he almost was saying like Power Rangers, 
But since we're talking Colossals, that kind of eliminates the Rangers themselves, and he said that would just be blasphemous. Uh, he's not really a fan of Godzilla as a story, but he'd be totally down for a Godzilla-themed set full of big pieces, so that has amazing potential. Okay. Protagonist Michael Miller said, Dinosaurs, always dinosaurs, but dragons are an acceptable substitute. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Matthew Armour. Uh, from the newer version of the Avengers comics, uh, Giant Thor, She-Hulk, the Celestial Buster Iron Man, and Ghost Rider possessing uh, the Celestial and Mammoth. So I like that. Did he link a picture for Celestial Iron Man armor? He did not. I don't know if I've even seen that. I need to go look that up. That sounds really cool. Uh, we have an answer from Vigilante Collectible said, Marvel is enough for me. Uh, and then he put... Goliath, when he met Eric Jostin, which is uh, he, Atlas, if you're oh, familiar okay. with him. Uh, that's his real name. Gog, which is this enormous orange creature. Uh, the Master Molds merged with Nimrod, and then Justin Surfert's, uh, or Seyfert's Scrapyard Sentinel. So, nice. man, those are some uh, pretty obscure characters, but uh, he did link pictures to all of them. And awesome, awesome. I... This guy does good work when it comes to, like, Dope. letting me know what he's talking about. So um, definitely a reason, if you are not on Twitter, to probably get on Twitter to hook up with all of these other guys. Uh, Tyler Murin, someone who you're probably going to really like this answer, Chris. He said different versions of Hank Pym and Ant-Man never have enough giant people. Uh, but really, he said, I would have to go with Zords from the Power Rangers. Or maybe Godzilla Monsters. I'm not that big in Colossals in the first place. Okay. Uh, last answer I want to put on here. That's a lie. Second to last. Ben Jones said, is Ben Jones a citizen? I'm not sure. I don't know. Is he, is he a citizen? I, well, I'll figure it out in a minute. Uh, bit left field, but the Millennium Giants from D.C., during their Superman red and blue time. And then he linked a picture of all three of them because I don't know what DC, what is going on in DC most of the time. So thank you so much for letting me know this. Uh, I'm going to butcher these names. Sekhmet, CERN, and Kabraka? Anyway, they're actually really cool looking. So the first one is very clearly based off of like Egyptian mythology, and it looks like an antelope with a sun in between its horns. And the second one looks like almost more like an Asgardian like gigantic, I don't know, moose creature thing, and then the third one kind of looks like a celestial. I guess they're all gonna be they all they all look Egyptian. Never mind. Okay. Uh, last up on Facebook is Peter Zachary. I would like to see these celestials as a theme pack and their entire race of colossals. Also, a theme pack for DC would be rad. So a colossal version of Darkseid, Necron, a Lexotherm Brainiac. So that'd be pretty sweet. Mogo and Anti Monitor. I would love to see that. However, I'm calling it right now. If that's a thing, they're going to mess it up. And here's how they're going to mess it up. They've already made exactly one Celestial. And that was Zeron the Tester. He's like a full-blown Colossal with a 3x6 base. Right. If they do make Celestials in the future, I feel like it's almost guaranteed that they'll be a 2x2. Two two. Each will be a 2x2. Two two. Probably. So yeah. it won't, it won't make, match up. And then they'll probably, because why not, even though there's a bunch of Celestials to choose from, they'll still remake Zoran the Tester because WizKids. Like, this is just a thing that they do. So, uh, yeah. Now, 
Here's the last answer that I do want to read. I did want to read it because I knew it would make you happy, Calder. Hey, all right. Uh, Critical Missive said a line of Earth-X colossals would be cool, too. Oh, yeah. Blind, blind Watcher, Franklin Richards as Galactus. Now that is something I can dig. I would love that. Oh, my gosh. I knew, I knew that would make you happy, man. <sighs> Okay, all right. Who won the copy of Jurassic World, Calder? That would be Citizen Eric Caves. Congratulations, Eric. Uh, if you want to tweet in the code word, let's see. You know what? Primal Rage. Primal Rage is a good code word for this. All right, there Since, you go. Oh, I'm, still st I'm still stuck on that. Dude, that was a, the other day I was looking up like the lore of Primal Rage to see if I remembered it. Like That's how much I cared about that Jeez, the lore of your old 19 whatever something beat em up dinosaur game such deep yeah lore, it was Chris. awesome and if you have never played it and you have like a sega genesis then you need to spend the like five dollars uh. and go buy that off of the internets and see if you can play there are people out there that still have working sega genesis wow so. wow all right uh let's move on to the rest of community uh, Malcolm. Malcolm likes to send us questions from time to time, and that's exactly why we gave him his own question block. So, here we go. Malcolm Rush, man from Japan. Sorry, I said do that. My bad, man. <laughs> Go for it. What's the first question? Or actually, you want to do the lead-in. The explanation is, with WWE coming to HeroClix, we have to talk about entrance music. This is all about HeroClix, not only WWE characters. So, if you can play entrance music for a HeroClix character, uh, which would it be? Either start of the game or from your sideboard, and one of those songs kind of goes through. So, entrance, entrance music for a single character, Chris. Well, hold on. Let oh, me say, okay. first of all, that, Malcolm, the last time you sent in questions, you asked what kind of music we listen to, and I said, I don't listen to music. And then the next question is an entire block of questions about music. And I was like, oh, my God. All right. This is so hard for me. <laughs> so I really struggled to come up with answers. They're not the best answers. That's what I wanted to say. So the first one for single quick characters, I was thinking about the character Star Fox. And then I realized how creepy Star Fox is, yep. who has weird pheromone powers that tries to make you love him. So I thought, what was a really creepy song to me? Boyfriend by Justin Bieber. <laughs> that is awesome. I can no, it's really creepy. Is it like, really? At the beginning like... of the song, he's like, boyfriend, boyfriend, if I was your boyfriend, I'd never let you go. Oh, jeez. Okay, yeah, that's Star Fox for sure. <laughs> Star, or Star Fox. Uh, my first was for Sheriff Steve, and because of the Battle Royales, uh, his song is The Edge of Glory Can you by, sing it by Lady Gaga. Do you want me? I want Lady the edge Gaga. of glory. That's, is that Lady Gaga? I think it's Lady Gaga. I'm, like, pretty sure. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I like I said. I don't know. All right. We'll get corrected. Second question. We'll get corrected if we're wrong. Anyways, uh, choose a shifting focus character. He said each one should be different music. I'm not gonna do that because Shifting Focus Deadpool has too many different versions. I'll try my best, but Chris, your Shifting Focus entrance. Me I I chose a character that only has two options, and that's the Vision. So for the first option, I was like, hmm, 
he's bulletproof. That's pretty on the nose. The song Bulletproof. There you go. Um, I think it's a La Rue or something. Uh, when he goes intangible, this was uh, a song that came out when I was in high school called Little Ghost by the White Stripes. Ah, uh, nice. I can do it. For Deadpool, he has three different Rare Prime versions. The X-Men one is the X-Men 90s theme song. The Heroes for Hire one is Luke Cage's whatever theme song. The X-Force one is the X-Force theme song from Deadpool 2. Done. The same one goes for the X-Force whatever version and for the Prime X-Men version. Those are the same. Don't correct me. They're basically, I mean, the X-Men is going to get the X-Men theme song no matter what. The Deadpool with the swords... He is getting 9 to 5, because that's when he was going crazy with swords in the movie, and I love 9 to 5 so much. Deadpool with the guns, he can go ahead, he can get uh, X going to give it to you. But uh, Deadpool <laughs> with, like, the weird brain cap thing, uh, he's going to get, I don't know, I actually didn't actually think about this one. We're just going to go with Cotton Eye Joe. He looks like he'd, be, he'd really headbang out to that. I don't know why, but he's going to. So, yeah, that's Deadpool. Oh, and uh, we're going to do the one that heals, which I guess is technically also the X-Men event, is going to be Baby Don't Hurt Me, and that's it. Uh, so, number... Yeah, that's, that's a good one. That's a good one. Number three, Duo Hero Clicks. So name a duo figure, and then what would their theme song be? All right, so for this one, I chose the Hercules and Thor duo. And if you know anything about them from the comic books, they really treat each other as brothers. Right. Like as equals in each other's eyes since they're both effectively immortal. So, and they can only kind of, they're the only two people that know how to talk to each other like that about that. So they have that shared experience. So they treat each other as brothers. They call each other brothers in the comics. Um, there's some people out there that know this band. It's called We Came As Roman Romans. And if you don't like screamo music, do not listen to this song. But it is called uh, Dreams. And to me, it is a song about brotherhood. Nice. I can dig that. Uh, duo I chose was Captain America and Bucky, either one, make your pick. And the song's just going to be America F. Yeah, I found it on this one. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> from, from the puppet movie? What wasn't it? World Police? Yeah, Team America World Police, Chris. Don't ever call it the puppet movie. How dare you? How movie. dare you? <laughs> the most realistic Sex scene in the history of cinem cinematography. Let's keep it PG was now. It, was let's keep it PG-13. Let's not fuck <laughs> it into the puppets right now. The puppet movie. The fourth, okay. Let's, let's, um, the fourth mine? one is Teams. Teams. So, duh, I had to go with the Avengers, and this one was really me phoning this one in, which was going to be either the 2012 movie theme song that's like, dun, 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 dun. I shouldn't sing. And uh, what was the other one? Uh, the other one from, like, the Earth's Mightiest Heroes. Assembled we are strong, forever fight as one. With evil on the run, we never come on to adventures. Assemble. You're welcome. You're welcome. That was, you know what? That was the best part of this entire podcast yes. right there. Oh, yeah. All right, what's yours? Mine is, uh, this is also kind of easy, but uh, an Asgardian theme team, their theme song has to be Thunderstruck by ACDC. Really? Not Flight of the Valkyries? Oh, well, if you're playing Valkyries, sure. I think both are acceptable answers. They are acceptable. Fine. Mine had two years, could have two. That's fine. That'll work. I'm okay with that. All right, cool. All right, well, he also said 
quick note, I asked this type of question about three or four years ago. And when Clicks TV was still podcasting, they made a game out of this question. Now, bonus point if you remember the name of the game in, in here. Do you remember the name of the game? So I did listen to Rule, uh, not Rule, but Clicks TV when it was a thing. And I do remember them trying to, every week, choose a theme song for a character. I have no idea what the name of the game was. I don't remember what it was either, but I remember uh, one of their episodes about Black Panther. Okay. Like, they were going on about Welcome to the Jungle, I thought, Welcome which made complete jungle. sense, except for, like, Wakanda's not, I mean, it is surrounded by a jungle, but it's yeah. like, <laughs> I don't know, that's what I remember about Close it, enough. so, I, yeah, bonus points. We didn't get Every, the bonus the points, point? we failed, we failed the bonus no, points. No, I'm stealing, I'm stealing the bonus points, okay? Yes. I went over to Japan and took the bonus points from Malcolm. Wow. And that's what, that's what we do. All right, there we go. That's all those questions answered. Um, we still need, we still need a soundbite for this one. So if anybody has any recommendations for Jedi Legends Hero Clicks Tip of the Week, I got, I got go you right, soundbite right here, my man. Do it. Okay. Do it. Ready? Yep. That's it. That was horrible. What? No, it's Obi Wan saying hello there from Return. Whatever. Screaker. What does that have to do with Heroclix Tip of the Week? It's Jedi Legend. What do you think it has to do with Heroclix Tip of the Week? Oh, man, I completely bypassed that one in my head. Oh, my you God. You know, I apologize to everyone out there who was just like, man, he's an idiot. <laughs> Come on, dude. Come on. It's getting late. <sighs> I don't function as well. Oh, yeah, there's excuses. Get into the tip of the week, Chris. <sighs> All right. Here, here's the tip of the week, which... I forgot this was a thing, too. He's doing a really good job of pulling these, like, really obscure rules out of left field that I forgot existed because there's only a million rules in the game of Heroclix that I always forget exist. He said, if you critical miss on your first attack within Flurry, make the second attack as normal. Once both attacks are resolved, take that crit miss click of damage. Yeah. So don't take it immediately. Finish out the Flurry. Um, I forgot that was a thing, and I... Guarantee you, I have taken the click before I finished the rest of the flurry attacks, so I was playing wrong. Well, so so have I. I, just, I literally just did that in Battle Royale this weekend, so awesome tip of the week that I <laughs> utilized wrong. So yeah, hey, everybody can keep that in mind, though, which is cool. Well, this is certainly a reason why you should jump on to Twitter, where I retweet these as soon as I get them from Jedi Legend so that you can see them maybe before you show up for Battle <laughs> Royals. Just saying, oh, it can change Oh, there it day. is. Yeah, I'm guilting you into it. Thanks, Chris. Thanks a lot. You're, you're welcome. Okay. Um, we had a birthday this week. Would you like to know who it was? But who could it have possibly been, Chris? <laughs> um, okay, so it is actually going to be from... The ruffian, little plastic superheroes. He's sending in that his wife, Honey Lynn, her birthday is on the 24th of this month. So, I know he's just waiting for it. He's like, play it, guys, play it. She's gonna get an official dialect for HeroClix Happy Arabian Birthday. If if it works. Ah uh, ah uh, ah. Uh. Happy birthday to you. 
You're welcome. You're so welcome. And your wife is rolling her eyes right now. I know this because I've been in long-term committed relationships with people, and then the second you think something is funny, they just look at you and roll their eyes even though they may actually think it's funny as well, but they can't give in to you because then they're forfeiting too much ground, you know, because that's how relationships work. You're welcome, Honey Lynn. You're welcome. Um, yeah, so that's there's that. Uh, I don't have – I don't think I have anything else um, oh. other than that's, – that's a lie. Uh, do, do you have anything else? I need to pull this up real quick. I have a few different have uh, just little things I want to talk about. Uh, yes. One of the guys I played Battle Royale with this weekend ran a Heroclix blog. It's called Clixbait. So if you like Heroclix blogs that are – it's mostly about modding Heroclix, and he also does some news. So if you want to check out a Heroclix blog, if you're a person who reads blogs, I'm the kind of person who forgets blogs are still around. But I think it's really cool that he's a blog because I like modding figures, and I like seeing people's mods, and I like looking at D&D painted miniatures. So go ahead, check it out if you like mods and all that cool stuff. I know I'm going to start checking it out because I just love that kind of stuff anyways. So that's something I'm definitely excited about. So go check that out at Clicksbait, like clickbait. You know, it's, it's awesome. Uh, another thing is if you saw my live unboxing on Monday, whenever you're listening to this, I was wearing a T-shirt that may or may not have had the Dial H for Hero Clicks logo on it. Now, Chris doesn't know about this at all. No, I don't know about this. You should have told me about this. So I'm I'm working on something in the future, guys. But it's probably going to be Patreon. I say probably. T-shirts are probably going to be uh, Patreon exclusive. But we'll see. We shall see. I might I might find a way for you guys to buy them without me having to spend like $300 in T-shirts and then sit on T-shirts for like ever. So just keep that in mind. You know, some, some cool, maybe some cool sayings on the back. Like, this team was brought to you by CoolStuffInc.com, and it just whooped your butt. You know, something like that. We'll, we'll figure it out. Who knows? Uh, you know, this is a really community-driven podcast, so we would love to hear feedback from you guys. Uh, any ideas you have regarding stuff like that or what you would like to see, or if you are just one of the people that are like, hey, I would like to contribute to the podcast, and I would like to wear one of these shirts to events – then uh, let us know, like, you know, that way we can kind of get a feel for how many people out there want stuff like that. That would, I feel like, really help us in the future. Absolutely. Okay. I finally found what I was looking for, which was uh, next week is going to be the Halloween episode of Dial H for Hero Clicks, the spookier episode. We're going to try to do it a little Halloween-y themed. Um, But in the Community Tuesdays question... Uh, I am going to give away a code for a free month, I believe it is, of Marvel Unlimited. So if that is something you might be interested in, make sure that you jump on to Patreon. Uh, if you're not already, and if you are, then make sure that you like hashtag like Marvel Unlimited or something in your answer so that I know that you're actually interested in winning that. If not, just leave it out. Whatever. Cool. Okay. I now I'm done. I'm done as well. Okay. Well, Are you, ready? you can follow us uh, at Dial H for Hero Clicks. That is the number four on Twitter. Search for us at Dial H for Hero Clicks on Facebook. And if you feel like sending us an email, we get those from time to time. Shout out to you, Eric Capes. Uh, send that to Dial H for Hero Clicks at gmail.com. All right. 
I'm done. All right. As a reminder, Dialers for Hero Clicks is brought to you by CoolStuffInc.com, where you can find cool stuff in stock every day, including all of your latest Hero Clicks singles and seal products. Check them out at CoolStuffInc.com. Bye, guys. Happy trails. Ma, 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 ma.